Alright, hey everyone, I'm Mike Benomo, welcome to another episode of Fight the Fate, and today we are going green. We're going green all day. The new green deal. The new green deal. This is this is this is what St. Patrick was all about, the new green deal. Wait, it kinda was like that. You're not far off. <laughs> today we're doing St. Patrick. Isn't St. Patrick's Day coming up soon? Sometime soon. I'm Sometime not Irish. I saw an Irish guy like get excited about it. I'm not Irish and daddy can't drink anymore. I think I am part Irish, dude. All I know is that daddy's on the gum and I'm testy. <laughs> dad daddy is <laughs> My, no, no cigs, no vape, gummin. My dad did my, he did his like DNA thing. What mm-hmm. do you call it? 23andMe? Yeah. And dude, I'm part like African. I'm oh, part, yeah, I'm part Irish. You expect I, that in every Italian Literally, I am every minority. I'm just going to reference the scene from True <laughs> Romance and leave it at that. All right, let's get into St. Patrick. St. Patrick is a fucking maniac, dude. A straight Christian maniac. Now, I never knew the story of St. Patrick. I didn't know what he did. I just thought it was just like a... I don't know what it was. Just some myth that like people created. He was a famous party boy. That's why we get drunk to commemorate that. Like, who is St. Patrick? He's the original Van Wilder. Well, on March 17th... People from across the globe gather to feast and celebrate the life of the man who brought Christianity to Ireland. When he arrived, he banished all the snakes on the Emerald Isle, casting them into the sea, and everyone lived happily ever after. The end. The end. That is the story of St. Patrick. What does he mean when he says... I banished the snakes into the sea. What snakes? That that question's really heavy. Should we get into this now, or should we go into the story first? I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that. The, when we get to the snakes? But dear listeners, when you get home, Google the the eagle and the serpent, and just look up that whole conspiracy thing. It's a fun and deep dive. Anyway. What, an eagle like dropped a serpent? Uh, Let's get into this when we do the druids. We'll we'll, okay. we'll do this later when we get to the actual meaning of what a snake but could to, be. But to answer your question, if I may, the ambient temperature necessary for snakes is 75 degrees. That's fake. On the low side of herpetology. But also they need a basking temperature of a minimum of 85 degrees at the lowest species threshold. So what that means is like... Yeah, they need like 75 degrees normal, and then to get their energy to move about and go kill shit, they need to bask in 80 degree weather. The average yearly temperature, even with climate change, Ireland uh, boasts a high during August and July of 65 degrees. Yeah. And on the low, 45 degrees on the day in the daytime of December and January. So what are you telling me? I'm telling me snakes can't live in (laughs) Ireland. How is that possible? Not one snake? No, it's too cold. That's crazy, dude. All right, let's get it. We'll get into that more when we get to the actual meaning of a snake. So, St. Patrick, also known as Sukkot. I don't know how to say that. Maywin Sukkot? Sukkot. Yo, Maywin. That was his original name. And Patrick is believed to be born sometime in the 5th century AD around the British Isles. His family was most likely of Roman descent. The Romans had arrived in that area all the way back in 55 BC under the direction of Caesar. They invaded the the Britons that were on the British Isles. They spelled like B R I T O N. These Britons yeah. were there and the the Romans came in. They tried to they brought a little army but the Britons held them off and Caesar was like I'm not giving up. So he goes back a year later, he comes back with like 30,000 men mm-hmm. and just takes over um, the one area. A giant chunk. Yeah. So Couldn't they, ever fully conquer. Now the, the Romans and the Britons live near each other. So there was, these became the Roman Britain people, which was thought to be uh, Patrick's original what he what he actually came from. That's what his family was. Patricius. Yeah. And this, like, he was living. What they said is uh, Patrick was living along the West Coast, 
But, I mean, nobody knows anything. They're, they just fucking make shit up. Yeah, so, like... So, he lives somewhere in there. <laughs> there there's our... There, we, we have narrowed it down to the 5th century that he lived. Yeah. We know he was real. We know he existed. We're just not... We just know sometime in the 5th century this guy was roaming about. Like, there is, like, some exact dates, but, I mean, who knows if... There, it's a it's an estimate. So, that, now, we know when St. Patrick's living there, his house has a name now what do we know when we say his house has a name we did this with other characters when your house has a name that means you have money mm-hmm. when you like say i'm going to the ulili house like that is a big house like chadsford yeah Manor. so his it was ulilia that it's something like that that's what his house name was i don't know how to say that and he was moderately rich now, remember, all that is known is coming from St. Patrick himself. Two letters written in Latin managed to survive the test of time. There is a, his uh, confessio, a series of entries explaining his life and defending his faith. The other is the epistola, a.k.a. the letters of the soldiers of Caroticus, a letter confronting the chieftain of an Irish kingdom. So these two documents are where we're getting all all our information now. When you get all your information from the guy himself, what is he actually doing when he's writing this? He's writing this when he's old. These two letters. And while I think he wrote the 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 um confessio, that was his last one. It was like his diary explaining his entire life in little segments and it he so he could have changed anything like yeah could have did whatever he wanted with this this document but that's what we're using to explain his life now having the luxury of growing up in a wealthy family patrick was a spoiled little piece of shit known to treat other people like scumbags it was all going well his mom would keep him fat with all the fish meat and bread he could eat He had every chance to succeed in a vicious society. Set up, dude. He didn't have to do anything. Like, he was set with his family because his family were coming. He was coming from a line of honorable men. His father was Calpurnius. Uh, He was a Christian deacon and a minor Roman official. And his grandfather, Potitus, was a pure priest. These are holy men. So he's he's well off, but there's something back then shit was going down. It was a dangerous time. And around age 16, Patrick's life is changed forever. A group of Irish marauders had a chance to sneak into the weakening Roman Empire. And as they sailed up the West Coast and into Banavam Tambre, they began raiding the area. So these Irish marauders show up. They come in. They're snatching little kids. They're taking women. They're taking anything they want because they need slaves for their farms and stuff back in Ireland. Who's going to work these sheep? I need these sheep. St. Patrick's going to work these sheep. Shear them. Whether he likes them or not. And so they take them. I couldn't find that much information on what actually happened, but he claims he was taken. That's how we know about this. He I, said he was taken. I mean, yeah, just imagine for a second, like, what a sheep herder needs a slave for and how much that has to suck. Yeah. Shit, wool, running around, beating off wolves with a stick, shit like that. Yeah, and this this was like a normal thing. All these raids... You had the Irish raiding the West Coast. You had the Saxons raiding the East. It's almost like these people are fucked criminals <laughs> genetically. Just taking people. So just like we did like the Christopher Columbus episode with all the slavery and stuff. Like it's not how we think of it today. Like that was just normal shit. Like, Everyone slaves. slaves. Like there was no like pure figures anywhere. Like we need people had servants and slaves everywhere. Yeah, on the other side, Caesar was famous for bringing back slaves and funding campaigns that way. Just yeah. having little little conquests and auctions when he got home. 
Yeah, and then the uh, the Irish guys would take women to like service their cocks. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she's that's Cox what it nuts. said. Service them like they need the men for the sheep and the women for the cock. Yeah, shit was wild. And as these pirates sailed all the way back to Ireland, Patrick was about to face years of isolation. Living only in the company of his sheep, he turned to Christianity to find some comfort in his life. He would pray constantly until he drifted into a deep sleep, and that's where he was met by a fucking angel, dude. Angel. Angel Maroney. Angel Maroney <laughs> fucking pops in. Hey, yo, you look a little small there, Irish guy. Where's all your fucking, where's your pigment? You're really ghostly white. What is Angel going on? Angel Maroney's back, dude. What's that shit on your hair? Is that red? Why is your hair so, did you fucking fall in blood? Why is your hair so red? You fucking weirdo. Oh, man. After years, so he's hurt. He's getting these sheep done. He's probably banging them and stuff because he's lonely. And he's... He's just laying down for the night. A bright light shines from above and give him gives him a message of hope. You have fasted well. Very soon you will return to your native country. Is that is that what we're calling slavery? That's, Fast, that's fasting? Yeah, that's what the um that's what the, the spirit said to him. Exact words. That's what he said. As he wakes up. He didn't know how the premonition would come to fruition. Without a real plan, all he knew was he had to reach the coast. Leaving his flock of sheep behind, he sets out for the sea. After about a 200-mile walk, he hops on a cargo ship set for the continent. On his way back, but this is where it gets a little weird. Continent's the other way. What? Continent would be the other way. Was it? Britain's an island. No, he was going to Britain. Mm, Britain's an island, the continent. Who knows, dude? He went back to his home. <laughs> geography. <laughs> Who knows geography? People with basic geography. I didn't get to look at the maps on this. I, I will admit, I don't know what is west of Iowa, but I know Britain's an island. Britain. I don't think he went back to Britain. I think he went to fucking France, dude. Negative. <laughs> so he goes back home, but the, now he has to get on this ship. Like, how is he going to get back home? He went, he traveled to the coast from Ireland, Ireland, trying to catch a ship back home. So he sees this cargo ship and the captain's like, no, you're not coming on. We're not taking slaves back to back, back to Britain. And you you know, the ancient adage, ass, cash or grass. Yeah. He didn't have no cash or grass. He didn't have shit. He had that ass though. Yeah. The ship's captain was not too happy. So he asked Patrick to suck on his nipples as a sign of respect and obedience to his rules. Patrick wouldn't wrap his lips around anything. Instead, he tried to convert the entire crew. That's what happened. So, what's going to happen here, boyo? (laughs) I'm not sucking no fucking nipple. But I will tell you about the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It said you suck breasts is like a normal thing. No, no, I heard you. I heard the nipple part. I'm ignoring it. Because that's heathenry. It's homosexual. And, you know, we don't do that oh, over man. on the over, mean, on, over on England. That's not a, that's not a bad, like, deal, though. Suck on like, a nipple for a, a free ride? Suck a nipple and get a ride? Well, Michael, the price of a man's pride is is priceless. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll, I'll refer to the great ancient... Conor McGregor, you know, a man's pride is worth a million dollars. I'm taking that deal. Suck I'm a, sucking that nipple. Well, I, sir, was not sucking on no fucking nipple. <laughs> so he said, all right, whatever. Hair in your mouth gets caught in your throat. Apparently his nipples were, they left him alone, but he let him on the ship anyway. And he kind of like started like talking to this ship crew and like started just, yo, you know, you ever hear about God? You ever hear about God? Do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Jesus Christ? Yeah, and all, all the way, all the way back to Britain. If we could not focus more about how I paid for this voyage, that would be greatly appreciated. Even when they landed back at home, they couldn't find their way through the thick wilderness that lined the coast. They were searching for 28 days. They were running out of food fast. The other men that accompanied Patrick 
chastised him. What about this, Christian? You tell us that your God is great and all-powerful, but why can't you pray for us and since we're in a bad state with hunger? Patrick's answer. Turn in faith with all your hearts to the Lord of my God, because nothing is impossible with him. Just as his words ceased from his mouth, a herd of wild boar crossed in front of their noses. The men looked around at each other in disbelief, and when their minds could finally grasp it, they became Patrick's first Christian converts. And right there, I summoned some fucking boar right there on the fucking <laughs> ship's bow. Damn. You ever see a herd of ship? <laughs> you ever see a herd of boar on a ship's bow? It's a incredible sight. It gets real crowded real quick. You gotta start swinging off boar and shit. And you best believe those boys found Jesus real quick. He's claiming he could make shit appear. They stopped talking that nipple talk. And I believe him. I believe him on this one. I can't deny this. Just a calm ocean breeze and all you hear is... (laughs) (laughs) So they make it home to Banavent, Banavent, his hometown, Banavent. And meeting back up with his family, they ask him to never leave their sights again. But Patrick has been activated. A voice calls to him in the winds. The entity of the Emerald Isle. A higher purpose awaits him. I saw a man coming as if it were from Ireland. His name was Victoricus. And he carried many letters. And he gave me one of them. I read the heading, The Voice of the Irish. As I began the letter, I imagined in that moment that I heard a voice of those people who were near to the wood of Folgat, which is beside the Western Sea. And they cried out with one voice, We appeal to you, holy servant boy, to come and walk among us. That is so nice, dude. Like It's these... also very vague. It's very vague instructions I, know, I was given I know, by the Lord I God. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Do you know, Michael? Have you ever had a higher calling from Jesus the Christ? No, but it sounds like you fucking wrote this to fuck benefit your end of your life. I'll fuck. fucking smite you right now, you fucking <laughs> guinea what prick. Just trying to make yourself sound good because you fucking raped a couple pagans. You don't fucking say that. <laughs> you watch your tongue, boy. You fucking grease ball. Oh, man. Why don't you go eat a plate of spaghetti? <laughs> so he gets this message from the from the angel. And he could have settled back in, stayed comfortable in his family's riches. But he decided to start down this path instead. After spending years training, he became a deacon. 20 years after that, he consecrated as a bishop and officially was given the name Patricus. Hey, yo, it's your boy, Patricius. Patricius. It's your boy, Patricius. We're out here just trying to spread the Lord. Is it Patricius? I would assume it's Patricius. I like Patricus. You know, and the funny thing is, like, I'm doing this accent, but really he is Latin. He's, <laughs> he is not Irish. He was a Latin. Oh, not man. Irish at all. What are they? What is it? What is that accent? I don't know the what a Roman, Roman Britain a, accent. The ancient Roman accent. I no one idea. knows. If you follow the movies, it's just a British accent. Yeah, everyone just talks in a British uh, accent. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> if you Universe. go back two hundred years, everyone talks in a British Anything accent. Anything that's foreign is British. Yeah. <laughs> now I said twenty years went by, so I mean I don't know what the fuck he was doing in that twenty years, just doing Christian shit. Like there's, it's so vague. Can I get a praise the Lord? He doesn't even like include like that. I, I'm sure there's books and stuff that actually go through this. But what I, I was reading his actual like two letters and he doesn't really go into that much detail. Have you ever tried to put your life into two letters, Michael? No, you fucking no, haven't. It's quite, I it's try quite, to fucking make myself sound good. At it's quite difficult. Life. I assure you. Too busy wiping spaghetti off your fucking face. <laughs> Pasta sauce. We're related. We're fucking not. <laughs> I don't see a red-haired one among you. Oh, so this this is cool, though. So he studied in Auxerre. Is that how you say that? It sounds about right it's, to me. Uh, there's these famous like churches and monasteries and whatever's out there. And he was tonsured. He was tonsured in Larinus Abbey. And remember the tonsurings? The, the when you shave your scalp and leave like a hole? Oh, the Friar Tuck. Yeah, he got the Friar Tuck. Patrick got the Friar Tuck. I kind of want to get a fryer talk. <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, I got so excited. He got tonsured because I forget who we covered that 
we were talking about that before. You said it, and it sounded familiar. Yeah, like some one of our characters did this. The real problem with this episode is going to be I'm going to talk like this for about five <laughs> fucking weeks. This baby's going to think I'm Irish when it comes out. So where he was at was like a famous place, this Laranus Abbey. Um, there was huge vineyards. They produced wine. There was a new one built in uh, 1073 by the monks. This place is, I saw pictures of this, where he actually was. It was like one little fucking building. Now it's like a kingdom, dude. This place is huge. Yeah, because your boy Patricus was here. There's literally walls with like vineyards. There was walls around the vineyards and the monastery was like a castle. Have you ever seen a rap video, Michael? No. What happens when you blow up is you bring your boys up too. I don't condone in that. You bring your boys up with you. You spread the wealth. But he wasn't, he didn't have the wealth, apparently. He claims that he was poor, living in poverty. Yeah, forget what I just said. I have no money. <laughs> I, lived the, I, I lived a pious lifestyle. I don't know. We're going to, we have to figure out if he was lying about My this. parents definitely didn't fund any of these endeavors. So let's, so he's doing all this shit. He's getting big into Christianity. He's at the most famous places that we know now in Christianity. Studying, training, ready to convert any person he can see. So let's get back to Ireland. Ireland was an island of paganism. Druid priests served as the lifeblood. They're said to have served in almost every aspect of the land. They were legal authorities, medical professionals, and practiced a fair amount of witchcraft. Some nights, they could get a little wild and partake in some human sacrifice, just if you need to. It's almost not fair to think of these boys as a religion per se. Yes, they were gods, they were rituals, but they're almost sort of like a university of sorts, a a fellowship of scholars. Someone did medicine, someone did divining, someone did crop management, someone read the stars. You know, they had a bunch of professions within the Druids. You specialized. I was reading that they said there's like three types of druids. So you got these classes, and like he was saying, there's they each do their special things. But I don't think Patrick likes this, dude. Well, they're he heathens. doesn't like it. Well, first of all, their gods are false. They need to believe in Jesus the Christ. That's that's first and foremost. And that's where you really, are a racist. No, that's where you the convers- are that's where the fucking conversation ends, boy. <laughs> Your god is false? You're not Irish. Stop talking like that. No, I'm Irish to be sure. There's a holiday, boy. You better remember, everyone wears green on St. Patty's Day. <laughs> like he turned Irish, like when he got there. That's yeah. how he spoke. When in Rome, when in Ireland, boy. People, I'll tell you what. No, people actually do that now. Like when you move somewhere, you will change. Oh, Madonna? Are you talking about Madonna oh, and her British accent? Hell yeah. When she was there for a month? <laughs> Came back talking about to tiddly tidily. Remember, we got the voice telling him, get back there. Go back to Ireland. Now, Patrick is going to return to the land that enslaved him. Only he was a Christian missionary now. Hitting the shore around Wicklow, which was like Northeast Ireland, his ambitions were halted pretty quickly. Locals told him he wasn't allowed to settle near them. He kept moving toward toward the north. These people would not let him settle when he first landed because they didn't want this bullshit. Like, he came out. Imagine someone coming in just, like, preaching out of nowhere. Oi, shut that shit the (laughs) fuck up. Everyone's just, like, living their lives and he just shows up. He was a tyrant. Aren't you? Didn't you say your god died? He died on a cross or something? What are you fucking talking about? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. This So where he actually lands, though, now he's in this place, and it's actually named uh, Innes Patrick, the island of St. Patrick. That's Shout what out to your boy. I got they, an island. Yeah, he's got an island now. Now, when he's when St. Patrick's taking direction from the, what is he, reading the Bible? I don't know what version. I don't know what the fuck he's reading. The scriptures. I want to say this before King James. Yeah, so what? I I didn't look into that, but so the point is, I brought scripture. (laughs) He's got some kind of scripture. I don't know why we're trying to bang down minutia. So this is what these scriptures say: Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. 
Boom. He follows that to the T. Now, when he was there, he never truly felt safe. He was threatened with murder, torture, all this shit. People didn't like him. King sprawled across the Irish countryside. It was a place of lawlessness. After meeting a chieftain named Dishu at the mouth of the Slaney River, the guy wanted to help out the cause. This is where he actually gets his first start. Um, he this this Dishu character, Nick gave him a barn. Be like, yeah, you can actually start praying in this barn. It's yours now. I'm giving it to you. I mean, and really, if you think about it, who got his start in a barn? Jesus the Christ himself. Holy sh! He actually did. Like like father, like son. Just living in a haystack. Like shepherd, like lamb. I can just picture him just laying in the hay. I'm so Christ. Nice little bed. I'm so Christ-like right now. <laughs> so this this barn, they call it Saul or, or Sable. This is what the name. So when you say, like, you want to go to St. Patrick's first, like, monastery, you're going to Saul, which means barn. Word was, like, spreading around when he was here. St. Patrick has shown people the light. Sensen was another chieftain in the area, and his son Beneginus would go on to be Patrick's number one fan and most loyal disciple. Now, when Beneginus joined St. Patrick, listen, if you're coming into these these Irish uh, countrysides by yourself, you have no allies, you're dead. Like, you're going to die or you're going to be a slave or you have to listen to whatever they tell you because... It's not unified, so now he gets an ally. He gets the son of this chieftain. Now he has a place in the society. Now he has some power. Now he has some protection, and he can actually grow the religion. And Benegas had the gift of music. <laughs> so I was trying to research about this, his bet number one fan, Benegas, and he loved music. That's what I came out with. i tell you what, that boy could play the fiddle. <laughs> Something fierce. That's all I found. The liar. Patrick couldn't take his mind off all the tyranny that was thrust upon the people of Ireland. He walked long distances with his followers to bring the church to them. Well, I would walk 500 <laughs> miles and I would walk 500 <laughs> miles to give you Christ. There was so... One of his main uh, complaints was that women were being abused around the, all around. He didn't like it. But, I mean, the women weren't... There was some women in this time that owned property. So what was going on? There was a class system, essentially. If you're, if you're a free woman, yes, you could divorce your husband for numerous reasons, including yeah. he'd, he'd become too fat to have sex with you. Was that one of them? That was one of them. If he was that. a drunkard. Many reasons. You, women were free, but if you were an enslaved woman, you know, you were a service girl. That's a good thing. The deal. horrors you, these girls had to inflict, I, it made me cry. It made me cry out to the Lord. It, just servicing men all day, being washwomen, cleaning up shite. It was, it was a terrible life. That's cool, though, that they could, like, own stuff and, like, just kick their husbands out. I thought you were about to say the slavery and the prostitution, well, the, the sex, sexual well, slavery, yeah, but that, that was that, a good save. That, too, though. So, <laughs> pulling from all walks of life, he baptized thousands of people. Once they were baptized and went through their own training, they were able to become ordained priests and start their own communities Wherever they pleased. And the thing about baptizing the Irish, they just want to bath. They're stinky folks. Covered in piss and booze. That's racist. It's it's what it was. It's, are, are facts racist? That's a debate <laughs> people are raging today, Michael. Oh, you're talking about these women. He sees that some of them are being enslaved, so he's like, why don't you come with me? Why don't you become a nun? Just come live with, come join the crew, be a nun. Their families were like, no, you're not stealing our daughters. Because some of these, like, you still live with your family. You're not just like a slave somewhere. You got these little girls walking around. They live with their family, but they got to do this work. And he's just like, why don't you just come with me? And they do. He, he gathers, like, all these nuns. This is what Patrick has to say about the Irish people 
Never before did they know of God except to serve idols and unclean things. But now they have become the people of the Lord, and they are called the children of God. The sons and daughters of the leaders of the Irish are seen to be monks and virgins of Christ. Virgins of Christ. Jesus doesn't like sluts, Michael. St. Patrick does. I forgive and I wash away your sins. Was St. Patrick a dirty old man? That's what I want to ask you. Or was he actually pure? Listen, I don't ask you about your sex life, Michael. That's none of your fucking Were business. you pure? Through the Lord Jesus Christ, we all are pure, Michael. Where, did, where are the girls? What did you do with the girls? If you give your life to Christ, he forgives all kinds of sins, Michael. You know, he so, doesn't talk about crawl spaces or shallow graves. So if I confess, I'm good? If you confess, I mean, even... Uh, don't ask me how I know this, but famously, Jeffrey Dahmer gave his life to Christ and was a, a prison minister before he was beaten to death. I've seen the interviews. I've seen the interviews. He gave seen, himself to Christ. I've seen the change in him. If you give yourself to Christ, all is forgiven, even if you killed something like, I don't know, 20 gay men. <laughs> what? It's forgiven. <laughs> Jesus forgives. So he's gaining all this traction. He's gathering these nuns. He's converting thousands of people. Now the kings start hearing about this because he's with one king, but the other ones are like, what the fuck? This guy's building a new fucking thing all around the country. They see me rolling. <laughs> they hate They really him. were. He's saying that all the kings started bribing him with gifts. Trying to catch me riding dirty. <laughs> they send him all this shit. And then he, St. Patrick says, I will never accept a gift. I have never accepted any money for anything. Not for baptisms. Not for fucking hitting you over the head with a clover. We know what the kings think about it. They're trying to bribe him. Like, let's, I don't know. Why, why are they trying to bribe him? Like, Because they the see what I'm doing, Michael. I'm turning, going on? I'm turning these people away from a life of sin, false idols, unclean lifestyles, the slavery of women, God's finest creature capable of birth. I just can't wrap my head around what they were doing. Yeah, because you live in a nice society, Michael, <laughs> of which Ireland at the time was not. But, like, you're, if they're bribing them, bribing him. They're attempting to bribe me. I never well, accepted you Michael. You accepted. I know you accepted. You're a fucking liar. I never accepted Michael. I did not inhale. Let's go to what the Druids thought of him, though. Because you, you got the kings, and now you got the Druids there. They see what's going on, too. They yes, see St. Patrick's Let's spread. hear from these shitlords. These fucking pagans. I don't even know what the fuck this is from. I tried looking this up. Uh, there was a little thing on Wikipedia. It said, this is an excerpt from Marshu's Life of St. Patrick. Now, I go to Wikipedia. Then I go to f try to find the real sources, like from all different websites. And I could not find one thing on what this was. So I don't know. But this is what... This is what they say the Druids thought of St. Patrick. Yeah, let's hear this shite. Across the sea will come an Aussie head. Crazy in the head. His cloak with hole for his head. His stick bent in the head. He will chant impieties from a table in front of his house. All of his people will answer. So be it, so be it. What the fuck does that even Egg mean? Egg fucking exactly. It's nonsense. <laughs> Blibble babble. Because they're too busy rolling stones to see what the fucking tide will be that day. Across the sea will come an ad's head. What does that even mean, Michael? I don't know. Crazed in the head. They're just talking shite and it doesn't even make sense. His it's cloak like cloak with a hole for the head. That sentence structure looked like it was typed up by Floyd fucking Mayweather, the what illiterate bastard. What are these guys, like, even talking about? They're drunk. <laughs> they're heathens. And it doesn't fucking matter what they think. Alright, so they're they're not happy about it, basically. That's what I'm getting from this. <laughs> you could say I ruffled their feathers a bit. More on the druids. What were do you have anything on the druids? Okay. I couldn't find shit on Okay, them. in essence these druids. Well we can talk about them, Michael, since you're so fucking curious. About your enemies? Uh, you could, uh, Christ forgives all. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, boy? You're a murderer. You're a fucking <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Italian, don't talk to me about murder. I'm African. I've heard about... Yeah, I bet you are. I bet you are. Point one. <laughs> so basically, uh, these people held literacy at their iron grasp. They were the only ones that could read the average peasant folk besides the king couldn't read. 
So they were in charge of all the stories, and it was very important that their stories not be written down because they're horseshite. If they wrote these fucking stupid stories down, you could look into them kind of like the Book of Mormon looks into Scientology. Or the book that looks into Mormonism, my apologies. So so you're saying pagans won't write anything down? These druids specifically did not write their stories down, so you couldn't really look into them and like, hey, oh. well, well, it says here this, but you know, in this next line it says this. Where's the fucking sense Well, that might, the thing I just read might be fake, so we don't even know where that Well, it, it's tough to dif- figure out the truth of these boys because they didn't write shit down. So we can't tell exactly what the fuck they believe. That's crazy. They, how, Oral they, traditions. They just left like little signs. And what and that sh- lets them do, that it kept them in charge and they can just tweak the story a little bit should it please them. But the word of Christ is written down in fucking paper, black and fucking white. You're a fucking murderer. You're a scum. <laughs> and these boys would spread their poison to the local kings and local warlords, you know, counseling them. Uh, throwing some bones on and some uh, entrails on to see if they were going to win battles and shite like that. But what gods were they believing in? Uh, funny you ask. They believed in ta- Tatuitis. I don't even know how to say it, but he was their protector. If you needed protecting your village, your crops, you called Tatuitis. Tatuitis? Yeah. And if you needed some rain, you would call uh, Tarenius. And they just show up and like give you what you want. No one knows, Michael, because it's horseshite. There's so why a, didn't you? Why didn't you? I believe did. In theirs? Why didn't? Because Jesus Christ is real. <laughs> did you not hear my boar story? I brought boars on a boat. You ever bring boars on a boat, Michael, with tattooitis? I've never seen a boar in real life. That would be real nice if you need protecting a herd of boars, but tattooitis couldn't do that, could he? I don't know, because you, you murdered everyone. Jesus the fucking Christ could. That's who. Uh, so and basically these guys are just if you need crops if you need some rain for your crops you call Tanners the god of uh, thunder he would bring down the rain and shit they they stole viking gods Michael They're, these aren't even their gods they stole it from the viking vikings god I wish we need we'll do an episode on the vikings let's not and say we did we'll do an episode on we'll the do vikings. an episode on Christ is what we'll fucking do and spread the good I'm word I'm not doing shit on Christ We'll spread the good word, Michael. I don't dare to spread this word. But basically, so these people, they would do their rituals and they would look at the stars and try and figure out what was going on. They had many gods. And, you know, it's hard to find this information, frankly. So all you have to do is trust me about what I'm saying about them. (laughs) All right, let's get back to St. Patrick. Let's. So. Let's talk about me. Remember, I said there's two letters, uh, the, and then one of them was the letters to the soldiers of Caroticus, the epistola. And. In disapproval, Patrick wrote to King Caroticus and told him how fucked up he was. The letters go on with insults, explaining how everyone involved with them has made their pact with death. Only to receive the word of God can they be cured for their pestilence. Fellow citizens and devils. That's what he said. He, he knew them as citizens of devils. Of all the druids people and the king. Their gods are false. You didn't believe what he believed. You were a citizen of the devils. Yeah, say it again. I can't provoke this dark magic. Now this letter, he's writing the letters of the soldiers to, uh, letters to the soldiers of Caroticus. I read like the whole thing. It is just ripping people. Like shredding people. Like... (laughs) Your boy was a pretty good battle rapper back it in the day. Starts at the, it starts at the beginning of his life with some stuff, and it, it mentions his slavery real quick, and then it goes to him talking about the citizens of the devils and all the, the men, and he's trying to cleanse everyone, and he's, he's a hero. Now, Caroticus, when he gets this, he sent this letter. Now, when he gets this letter, all of his men were pissed when they read it. They forced a trial upon Patrick, blaming him for expecting money for baptisms and pushing young women into the nunnery. You were a criminal. You were a criminal. Oh, what's a crime? I was baptizing people. <laughs> you were charging money for baptisms. I didn't charge money. They gave me food and shelter. <laughs> that counts. It does not. You took a barn for free. You didn't pay taxes on that barn. What taxes? The Irish don't know about money. <laughs> Oh, all those titans of industry from Ireland you hear about all day. Isn't that like a, that's like a problem we have now. Like, this is like a case we would have now. Like, you accepted bribery. I did not have sexual relations (laughs) with that woman. 
They paid me in food. Oh no, what a crime for a man to bless you with Jesus the Christ himself and get a loaf of bread for it. What a shite bag I am. My bad, Michael. Now it's the great St. Patrick, just a bitter man who wiped out an entire culture of pagan idols. I don't know. I bet you're still trying to figure this out, but I don't really trust him anymore. Attempting to live up to the word of God, Patrick was struck with fits of depression and rage, which especially comes out in his writings. But he was also known to have a sense of self-awareness, owning his shortcomings. Basically 40 years of living in poverty, converting people to Christianity, was the rest of his blessed life. Emphasis on poverty. I don't believe it, dude. I do not believe that you were you were in poverty the whole time. You could. You're right, Michael. I was blessed in the wealth of Christ and the love of. Jesus. It's quite. You know, if you ever it's, if you ever take the time to get on your knees and read the good book, you heathen, you might get a taste of the wealth I received of the love of Jesus Christ. I'm not gonna sit here and take this bullshit. I bet you won't. I'm going to call about a pontitius to break down your nipples. You don't fucking do that. <laughs> you don't fucking say that. So, uh, all the audience, you guys will have to decide. If St. Patrick was good, I'm sure if you're Christian, it's like the gr- greatest thing ever. But if you're a pagan, it's the worst thing ever. These two sides, maybe we lie somewhere in the middle where he did change some people's lives when he was traveling, converted them, made their lives better, but he's knocking out another religion. Everyone gets knocked out. That's history. People want to complain about people getting knocked out. That is the human race. Like, we are in a race. That's why it's called the human race. You say that, but where's their holiday, Michael? I have a holiday because I'm a great man. Dude, they have a holiday. They close down for like, they do it for like a month or something. I don't know. Pagans? I have a holiday because I'm a great man. Isn't it near? No, that's Wiccans. I'm thinking of Wiccans. Are you talking about about Samhain? I don't know, dude. I don't know about this. Samhain? If we have a pagan listener, please let us know what you think about this. I might be on your side. Actually, don't keep your devil email (laughs) to yourself. (laughs) I don't have much. Do you have anything about his life? Like I, I have forty years later. That's what. It, that's where I come to. I, I lived a blessed life. I converted many of the dirty <laughs> Irish to uh, to Christianity. I told him about bathing and hygiene and good food and nutrition and just a Christly way of life. I uh, saved some women from sexual slavery by sending them to a nunnery where they All worship right. Jesus Christ. I and had I did many things. You could say I'm kind of the Donald Trump of Christianity. I did a lot. Yeah, shake Yo, your... you're the Donald Trump of Christianity? Yeah, now you like it, don't you? I love you. Some say I was orange. Oh, my God. I so was... he's let's he's dead, dude. Let's get to his near death. 40 years later, he was doing the same thing, converting as many people as possible. That's why he built his name up so high. And then near death, an angel appears to him. And this angel says, Patrick, you are called to return to Saul. Come and rest now, my son. I love you, Angel Maroney. <laughs> Thank you. Word was spreading when he died. That, like, when he passed, word spread across the land. Priests from all corners made their way to pay respect to the mortal offering. Through the night, the chanting of psalms echoed to the sea. People singing all night just, We miss you, Patrick. We miss you. Yeah, sounds like I was real terrible. <laughs> they just miss me so much. I'm such a terrible guy. And then the guy. pagans were on the other side like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gone. Exactly. That's not even a sentence. So that is that is what I got out of his life. But we got a lot of other stuff that people are telling me. People are telling me interesting things about your life. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> like you... You were like slaying druids with like a, like you were using, you were using witchcraft. You were using witchcraft. Pardon me? (laughs) Hold on. Yeah, I'll I'll wait. Trust me, I'll wait for this. Oh, so the druids tried to poison you. And what happened? And and they, (laughs) they had 
magical duels with you. Much like the students of Harry Potter's Hogwarts. This is what this thing says that I have. And the druids were like manipulating weather and shit. And what did you do about it? How did you stop this? I don't even know how you stopped this. The reason you don't know how I stopped it, Michael, because it was very simple. Their shit's bullshit, and I pray oh, to Jesus oh, here, Christ. No, no, no. Here it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me what here I did. When the, so the druids are using all this magic. Patrick literally sent a druid flying into the air. The man dropped to the ground and broke his skull. Witchcraft. You used witchcraft. No, Christ defended me. It was the angel Moroni. Sent that guy's pretty swell if you ever get the chance to meet him, angel Moroni. Uh, so so he's sending druids into the sky. That's how evil Patrick was. They didn't see the angel because they're heathens. So we got this wizard battle going on. But what about the shamrock? What is the... Because uh, all you see when you're Irish, you know the shamrock. What was the shamrock? St. Patrick used a shamrock somehow. So they say he used this shamrock as a symbol of Christianity because it has the three... Uh, the three clovers, what do you call them? them the three sides. and Like it, a cross. It, yeah, it looks like a cross. So you're like, I'm going to bless you with this clover. Mm-hmm. Here, come here. Here, eat this plant. I mean, there, I think there's other... I don't have anything else on the clover. There's some... He was walking around blessing shit with a clover. Yeah, fucking nothing. But there's something that said, like, he didn't even... Never saw a clover. You got nothing. No, no. You got fucking nothing. Do clovers grow in Ireland? Do clovers grow in Ireland? The way you're saying that, it feels like a trap. There was this thing where we got this other guy uh, about the clover. There was this other guy, Palladius, and... I remember Palladius. You don't know Palladius. I remember. He was there before you. Nah, he wasn't. Palladius was a bishop of Ireland that showed up before St. Patrick and started spreading Christianity around the land. Fake news. You don't even know Palladius. Wrong. Palladius is the one who used the clover. Wrong. You heard about it. You stole his clover. Wrong. Fake news. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, so, and the, the other thing is the, the color green. So on, is it March 17th? That's March 17th. When, yeah, that's when everyone's going to be wearing green. I'm going to be wearing green. Love it. Love it. I'm going to show up green. But when's green? It, Michael, when's Italian Day, perhaps? When, when, when is that? Oh, there isn't one, Michael? Pasta night. Pasta night <laughs> before track meets and shit? It's actually Sunday. Well, I heard it all of the garden when you're here, your family. Sunday mornings, dude. Loved it. So there's no official recognized Italian Day. There, no? I'm sure everyone has some fucking... Day. Everyone has fucking St. Patrick's Day. That's well, what they fucking have. Well, the color green is a lie. That's what I'm here to say. Yeah, I did rep blue. Everyone was known that St. Patrick repped blue. Blue is my color. Blue rag. You know your boy was cripping way back. But he went, somehow got the green. I'm out of energy. I don't fucking know how I got the green. Let me know. Let me know in the comments. The answer is very simple. The Irish are colorblind by nature. That could have been it. They couldn't see blue. They just saw green. No, that's a real thing where people can't see blue. That's like an actual eye. I, I believe there's multiple forms of colorblindness. Yeah. Like, and the Irish have them all. Maybe they have just, they can't see blue. So this guy, let's talk about Palladius a little bit because. Yeah, let's. Even though many believe St. Patrick was the first to bring Christianity, Palladius was there in 1431 AD, a little bit before. Now, there was a problem with Palladius. You realize I'm 5th century AD and 1400 AD is the start of the normal calendar where it doesn't go backwards anymore. If it was BC... No, you came... I know, you came after. I'm 5th century. Yeah, 1400s. Is, I mean 400s. Oh, uh, 400s. Yeah, four, 431. Maybe get your information out correctly. You came out... You're like, a stuttering fuck. No, he showed up like 15 years later. I know BC goes backwards. What the fuck? Fuck your knowledge. Alright, so problem was with Palladius... He must have gotten into a little wild shit with his preaching. He was banished from Ireland for preaching Christianity. And when he took to the sea, he was swept to North Britain, where he was welcomed by a group of Scots. And that's where he ran his Christian community for the next 20 years. Palladius is the symbol 
for Scotland, I think. Like, I'm thinking they recognize him more. Well, that group, I don't know how many groups there are, but they recognize him instead of St. Patrick because he, he actually lived there. I believe the Scots have St. Andrew, who is another poser. You know, he's just trying to copy Miss Wagner. There's so many saints. Like, we're, we're, we're going to cover a bunch of them. Let's not. But let us know in the comments what other saints you like so we can destroy them. I mean, they're my brethren. They believe in <laughs> Jesus Christ, and let's not do that. No, we try to, we try to, because you always hear the myths. Everyone hears the myths because it sounds better. But when you actually get into the lives of these saints, it's just crazy. But they, he, please, I, please he, send dick pics to michaelbonomo666 <laughs> at gmail.com. Just send them all your dick pics because this shite's over. It's fucking bullshit. It's no, over. I'm, I'm in the middle on this with St. Patrick. I'm in the middle. I think he was a good guy. I, I think he was fine. Typical Italian. You can't make a decision for yourself. He didn't, I don't think he killed anyone. They, like the whole time. My blood, my hands are staying blue, and that's not with blood, boy. He talked his way through everything. I'm a good speaker. So I spit right, fire. I can get down with St. Patrick then. You know what? I'm leaving the pagan side. So that's all <laughs> we got on St. Patrick. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Wear your green. Wear your blue to become original. Mm. Show the blue color. Be like, no, take your green off. This and is real. This is the real color right here, blue. <laughs> but thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember to leave us a five-star review so we can get noticed and we can do more shit and we can do – We will do. I'll do whatever you want. And whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Don't forget we do baptisms for donations via Venmo. <laughs> You know, and if it's not a loaf of bread, you can, you know. Five dollars a dunk for it's a, a baptism. Tax, tax deductible. <laughs> Patrick will baptize you. I'm I'm just dunking. Thanks, everyone. I'm Mike Bonomo. That's Brian Davies. Night, night. And this is Fight the Fate.